I'm Sarah Resnick. And I'm LaShawn Moore. And we are the hosts of the Weave Podcast, a project of the weaving yarn shop, Just Yarn and Fiber. Hi, everyone. This week on the podcast, I'm speaking with Wilder and Dorothy of Textile Plus Magazine. Textile Plus is a Dutch magazine and website that's published every three months showcasing works of textile artists from around the globe. In our conversation, we talk about their recently published weaving-focused issue, their online exhibition that focuses on art in the times of the coronavirus, and a brief history of weaving in their region. Hello, Dorothy. Hello, Wilder. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for inviting us to your podcast. Hello. Can you both start out by introducing yourself and your affiliation to Textile Plus? Yes. Sure. Uh, shall I start, uh, Dorothy? Or? Yeah, it's okay. Okay. Well, my name is Wouter de Vries, um, and I have been the publisher and chief editor of Textile Plus since 2015, so five years. And, um, well, at our publishing house, we also do the edit- editing of several other magazines about art. Um, and the publishing house is called uh, The Doelen Paris. It's located in Alkmaar. It's a small town just above uh, Amsterdam. And personally, I uh, graduated in modern Dutch literature in Groningen and Antwerp. I have a history in uh, working in bookshops and several publishing houses. But my current work, um, for example, for Textile Plus, it brings together my, well, my love for magazines and for art and for digital initiatives. Um, however, I'm not an art expert or a weaving expert, uh, so I gladly and gratefully uh, use the expertise of all of our editors and authors. For example, Dorothy, she's kind of a nester uh, to me. Uh, she just has such a broad view of what is happening in the field of, uh, of textile art. Yeah, thank you, Wouter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my name is uh, Dorothy, Dorothy Swinkels. And um, um, I have a long history because I'm uh, 70. <laughs> and um, at first I had my own art education in art school in uh, Holland for five years. Uh, I was in a department called Mon- Monumental Art and part of that was the possibility to do textiles. Uh, I did that, I chose for that, and I, after that I chose for weaving. And that has gone on my whole life. At first I was um, an artist myself, and then I decided I would like to do uh, teaching, as I love teaching. And uh, I at, at last I came uh, in the Arts Academy of Maastricht, and there I started as a teacher. And then after a few years uh, working there, I was a head of the department Fashion and Textiles. And that's uh, where I stopped that kind of career. And then I thought, well, now I know uh, quite a lot about this uh, this uh, uh, textile uh, business. And um, I knew already the magazine. I had already written a few articles for it, but I didn't have much time. And then I said, now I have a lot of time and I like to do more. And um, 
Next to that, I have been a few years uh, in the jury of textile biennial in Rijswijk, which is also very interesting and especially because um, my overview of the textile field is uh, quite big. Uh, so that are my two uh, most favorite activities at the moment. That's it. And I'm sure people listening are really curious about your weaving practice, Dorothy. Can you talk about some of the weaving that you do, how long you've been weaving, and the weaving style that you create in? Yes. I've stopped now. Um, there's always this um, uh, two things you have in the weaving. The free weaving, uh, using a loom or just on, on a frame. And there is the really loom weaving, uh, and in the end, uh, we used computers uh, to do that much, much easier. And my preference is uh, the free style. And uh, in art school, I uh, also had to teach, and I didn't mind. I had to teach um, uh, the cat the cam uh, weaving with uh, with uh, computer software. Wow, interesting. So you kind of started off weaving traditionally on looms and on frames, but you have progressed into using computer software to create weavings. Yes, but uh, this, this freestyle of weaving has always been uh, what I really liked. And in art school, this, that was taught to us because we had a quite... Uh, good uh, teachers at that time. It was a revival of textile art in the 70s. And we had the luck to have uh, very good teachers. And quite famous teachers. And they were actually, um, uh, what you call it, uh, um, the Bauhaus has been their influence. And though, so I, I go through Bauhaus to my own influence. Yeah, wow, that's so interesting. I've never heard anyone talk about weaving and the Bauhaus influence. Can you go a little bit more in depth with that? Yes, uh, um, Bauhaus was always um, uh, looking uh, for possibilities to uh, go off the off the road <laughs> <laughs> to uh, try new things and different things with colors and structures, and that's what uh, inspired me all my life and which I try to teach to the students always try to look uh, at your frontiers and go over it hmm. look what are your possibilities and impossibilities nothing is impossible and is that where the freestyle weaving comes from yes yeah 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 and also uh, it's more expressive because sitting on a loom it's um, when you do it the traditional way. It's the si same with all the uh, the weaving, and it's kind of dull. Huh? You sit there, and the, the threads are uh, already given, and you can't change that. And you just look. But we started to cut uh, threads and look what happens, and we painted on the on the wrap. Oh no, on the what you call it? The uh, warp. Yeah, the warp. Mm -hmm. uh, and all that kind of things. And because we were in an art school, they loved us to do that. <laughs> hmm. 
Wow, that sounds so amazing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and can you talk about how you began working with the magazine specifically and this up and coming weaving issue? Um, yes, I think I've been working now for the magazine 10 years about and um, I got more comfortable and Wouter also with me doing that. <laughs> So um, we both can use our qualities together. We have big quality. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I see it as a, in the same way. We, we, we both have our qualities. Uh, Dorothy, especially on, on the uh, terrain of, of textile art and weaving and, well, her, her uh, overview of uh, the world of textile art. And uh, my focus is on, uh, well, making a, a, a magazine and uh, caring for the design of the magazine and the online uh, presence of the magazine. And, uh, well, both, I think both we are uh, now making magazines we, we, uh, we are loving to make, but also they're being loving. Uh, being loved to be read by our uh, readers and that's a very nice thing thing to uh, experience and can you talk about your magazine and website specifically what type of content do you create and how do you select the works that you publish um well the the, the type of content is um well most of all, interviews with uh, artists about their work, about their uh, way they work, about their uh, uh, sources, how they get inspired, um, uh, but also uh, sometimes a review of a exhibition or a review of a book, a column. So there are different types of articles we, we publish uh, in a magazine and on our website. We also publish content on our Facebook page. And it's all related to each other. And we, um, we choose different topics for our magazine, different topics from our, uh, for our website and for our Facebook page. So, um, maybe Dorte can, can, can say something more about that. But, um, Dorte has a very broad selection of, of artists, of, of work, which is interesting for our audience. And then we, uh, we are going to select, uh, which artist is, um, is suitable for for the magazine or for the website or for the Facebook uh, page. Yeah, I, so. uh, I'll tell a little bit about that. I have uh, my Pinterest pages because I always select, select, select uh, artists and I really have uh, many, many, many. And then for instance with the weaving, um, I had for, um, about um, maybe 700 uh, artists. I was thinking quite interesting. And then I start uh, uh, selecting, selecting, selecting. And then I uh, have left about uh, 40 and I make pages of these artists. I put uh, six or eight pictures on a page and their name. And I put them in the Google Drive and then uh, Wouter can go in mm. there and he looks at the pages. And then when he has done that and has, has, um, made his own opinion about it. We have contact, contact, and then we start uh, selecting 
throwing people out, saying, hey, this is interesting, uh, we have to think a little bit about this, and so we uh, proceed, and we always manage to get uh, in harmony and find the right ones out of it. So that's quite uh, miraculous. <laughs> 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 yeah, we, we like to, uh, to, to, to publish articles in, in a magazine, um, interviews with artists who all do something, something else, yeah. something different. Yeah. So you choose uh, one who works like more, more in an abstract way or more yeah. maybe figurative way or uh, 2D or 3D. So uh, there has to be uh, some um, variety in, in, in the selection of the artists that we publish uh, in a magazine especially, but also on our website and also on the Facebook page. Uh, you have to surprise people, surprise readers with, with uh, new, new com contemporary uh, textile art. Yes, and then I want to say something about my sympathy. I especially like young artists and what they are doing. And uh, I like the, the really elderly ones, like Sheila Hicks and Magdalena Abakanovic, because that is my history. But I like to to uh, yeah to to get the readers also have have a memory of these very famous influencers of what's happening now. And what is very interesting for me in the work of young artists. At, at first, it, it, I was a bit bothered by it. I thought, why don't, why do the um, artists try to um, to um, discover an egg? I don't know how you say that in English. But I, I thought they are doing what we were doing in the 70s. Why are they doing that? Uh, don't they look uh, at what is happening? And then I thought, no, it's okay. They do it, and they do it in a slightly different way. The, the world is different. They ha have uh, uh, different influences, different, uh, um, uh, what you call it? Um, oh. <laughs> uh, their, uh, their motivation is different, because we, in, in my time, we were never talk thinking of ever selling our works. That was totally unimportant. We wanted to make something very beautiful, very interesting, and that was it. And now I see young artists mm. also are bothered with how, what do I do with my work? Where do I place it? Can I sell it? And, and that's a new aspect for me because we didn't bother about that at all. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, they surprised me and, oh yes, I've seen that before. And, uh, at first I was annoyed about about it, but now I think, okay, things happen over and over again. No problem. Mm. Yes? And, and so when you say that the way artists are working now reminds you of the 70s, do you mean that in the literal sense of the way that they're making work? Like the style yeah. of, of textile yes. work that they're and making? For instance, in my time, macrame, that's something a bit uh, beside, beside of weaving. We thought, oh, this is horrible. Macrame is the worst thing you can ever do. And we didn't. <laughs> but now, 
the, the young people think, oh, that's an interesting technique, what can we do with it? And start using it <laughs> without any uh, uh, um, disturbance. And we had, because we, we didn't allow each other to use uh, macrame. It's really interesting to hear you talk about the commonalities between the two eras because I do see a lot of resurgence in textile artists and the work that they're making. Wilder was kind of mentioning earlier that when you all are looking for artists to select, to showcase, you look at aspects of their work and you want the work to have a broader reach in the sense of can this speak to contemporary art can this speak to craft and I'm really interested in how Textile Plus magazine navigates that space of existing in between craft and contemporary art I think um, we prefer to be more to the art side because uh, for craft there are already interesting magazines, but um, um, the art side is interesting because it's textile, but it broadens very much this textile. A, a lot of uh, artists that are not trained in textile are starting to use textile, are thinking this is quite normal that I use textile. Textile is uh, 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 getting adult. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, um, it used to be, um, oh, she is a textile artist. And now you say, she is an artist and she uses textile. And sometimes she uses something mm. else. But when she uses textile, she has the right, or he, because there are quite a lot of men. We also once made a, a magazine about only about men using textile. I did like that very much. Uh, because it's, it's a growing, uh, growing uh, amount of men uh, using textiles. And I'm really mm. interested in that because they do it in another way. Mm, that's, that's very interesting. Yes. When you say they use it in another way, do you mean outside of craft or contemporary art? Or within that no, space? they don't have uh, uh, that much uh, ballast, but I don't know if that's an English word. <laughs> ballast. <laughs> they 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 don't know anything about textiles. We we are women, and we have uh, grandmothers and mothers, and they have teached us how to knit and how to crochet and and everything. We have seen a lot, but they not. They were boys. Well, maybe I can. Maybe I can add that uh, the name of the magazine also has been changed uh, several times. So it, it, uh, the first uh, issue has been published in 1957. So that's more than 60 years ago. And the name was uh, Goed Handwerk. <laughs> so you could translate that to Goods Craft. And now it's called Textile Plus or TXP uh, as an abbreviation. So you see that also in the name, the, the, the focus has uh, shifted from craft to uh, art. Mm. And on the subject of art, I'm also really interested in talking about your online Corona art exhibition. How did you come up with the idea and how has your magazine been affected by the changes brought on by COVID-19? 
So the idea for this exhibition uh, came uh, spontaneously because, um, well, you, you, you're trying to do th something for your audience uh, in these strange uh, times. times. Um, but also every year we, we organize a competition, uh, the Textile Plus Wedstrijd, the Textile Plus competition, and also a exhibition uh, for our uh, festival. Um, so uh, I and also Dorothy, we um, we saw that our readers and followers um, are not only concerned with their inner world when they're making their work, work, but also with the outside world. And I think that both things come together in this uh, in the in this time hey, of of coronavirus. There's an external threat, and that has an impact impact on your inner world. So I thought uh, I would be surprised if the virus did not lead to a, a certain creativity among our uh, readers. And um, well, there are so many aspects of, of this time that evoke all kinds of, of, of feelings, um, anxiety and thoughts uh, about uh, how the world uh, should be. And uh, well, that's, this moment we have uh, 100, more than 100 uh, works and, uh, and personal stories in the ex exhibition. Um, including some work from uh, artists in uh, Italy and the UK. And we also got a lot of positive response to the ex ex uh, exhibition. Uh, and that's why we're uh, doing it for, for uh, yeah, well, to, to do something positive in these, uh, in these times. So that was the, the goal of the exhibition. <laughs> And then for, uh, yeah, regarding Texture Plus, our, uh, uh, our publishing house, for the time being, uh, we do not suffer from the virus, neither does uh, Texture Plus. Uh, people continue to order magazines and also books in a web shop, and they also continue to subscribe to our magazine. Um, well, but maybe this changes um, later this year when there will be a recession, so maybe... Uh, Things will uh, change, but uh, for now uh, we're doing uh, fine. And uh, yeah, well, of course, for the rest we uh, we adhere to all the measures, eh? so social distancing, uh, hand washing uh, at our publishing house. And uh, well, I hope that uh, we all, uh, also you in in the United States, uh, will get out of this uh, situation uh, soon. <laughs> um. There's also uh, something I, I would like to say about this crisis. I, I'm doing the interviews um, uh, all the time. Uh, but what I notice is that uh, the artists have a difficulty um, um, organizing themselves to give the answers. And I have to ask them several times. And then they say, oh, I feel so mixed up and I feel so uh, I can't. And then I say... Look at it from the other side. It's it's a kind of doing something else. It will help you to not think of the virus and do your thing and be happy about doing that. And then that works. Mm. <laughs> they they. Uh, but it it gives a lot of trouble to get my answers and also the pictures in the right uh, in the time I would like to. It it takes more time. But in the end, it works. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's also just really powerful the way that you all have come together to create something during this time to help people have a creative outlet because 
I don't think the world has ever really seen anything like this. And so it's, it's so, it's so amazing and beautiful to see the diff, the ways that art and creative businesses are kind of coming together to create an outlet for people. Yeah. I'm also really interested in you guys talking about how you have built your international following and how you have created a community at Textile Plus because you are a Dutch magazine and you produce your magazines in Dutch, but you also have English versions online, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sometimes. We, we uh, Every now and then we publish an uh, English uh, article on our website. We have experimented with uh, English texts uh, online, but I don't think we do that at this uh, moment. Uh, right, Dorothy? Yes, but because we are um, actual a picture, uh, pictures are very important, um, um, and we bring interesting pictures, it also brings us international uh, attention. Because you don't always have to read when you see interesting works, you can look at them. Like, for instance, the Facebook page, it has a huge, uh, what you call it, population uh, of uh, uh, sympathizants. <laughs> uh, it's very, very well visited, and it's in Dutch, uh, but um, people uh, don't mind not to be able always to read the text. They just start looking at what they see, and I always put in the website. And then they can go to the website to find more information when they can't read the Dutch. Well, but some of the of the readers that was very funny to notice is uh, one of uh, the the Italian uh, responders to the online exhibition, huh? textile art in times of Corona. Uh, she uh, told me that um, she visits the website of Textile Plus. Uh, and 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 sees what kind of articles we have uh, been publishing in Dutch. He goes to those articles, selects the texts, puts them into Google Translate, and shows you as how she can read our uh, Dutch articles. So it's very nice to to know that people are willing to uh, do this kind of efforts to uh, read our article articles. So I think um, uh, every now and then we we publish a, uh, uh, an English article on our website. Um, and I think we're going to do that uh, a bit more, um, also to uh, well serve our international audience um, in a in a better way. Because uh, well, we know that uh, people like what we do. Maybe they want to read uh, the articles. So um, I think that uh, that we are going that uh, going to do that more often in the in the near future. And I would also like to say that. We're going to um, launch a, an English newsletter to which um, people can subscribe or on our website, uh, textureplus.nl slash newsletter. So when we have something in English, people could uh, can get an email from us and uh, start reading all online. Or maybe we are going to translate the weaving issue uh, into uh, into um, uh, English that will also be a very very interesting to to see if there's um, uh, an an audience uh, for it. Yes, and uh, of course um, we are really internationally orientated. We we have we have Dutch artists, but also always a lot of uh, foreign uh, people. 
and that uh, when, for instance, um, we have contact with the uh, artists and we send them a few magazines when they are in it. And they always react and they say, oh, this is such a beautiful magazine. It's a pity we don't have that in our country. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And that, 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 that happens uh, very often. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice to know that most of the followers uh, of our Facebook page, most of them are in Bangkok. So like, yeah. we have 33,000 followers, 800 of them are in Bangkok. Followed by Buenos Aires in Argentina, Taipei, then Amsterdam, then Paris, and then Mexico City. So, well, they are spread out all over the world. So that's uh, that's uh, just uh, amazing, I think. Yeah, and I I think the wonderful thing about art is that it is visual and it can speak to. Just about anyone yeah. who mm -hmm. it, it comes into contact with. And so that was how I was so impressed with and, and fell in love with your publication by the beautiful images. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't understand the things that I was reading, but I think that the pieces themselves often visually communicate whatever the artist was trying yeah. to convey. And much, so, uh, a lot of artists have uh, nowadays have such good uh, images of their work. That's also very important because. If you have good images of your work, then it speaks to uh, the people who see them. So, yes, it's also this digital age that what makes this uh, doing what we are doing easy, because um, it's normal to have good pictures nowadays for an artist. So when we ask the, we hardly ever have problems with getting the right uh, pictures. No problem at all, and that has been changed because, uh, for instance, for 10 years ago, we sometimes had to ask artists, can you please make new photographs, and now we don't have to do that anymore. Mm. Yeah, photographs, photographing work is one yeah. of the most important parts of finding opportunity, and it's certainly something that I am learning that I need <laughs> to do <laughs> as yeah. well. Um, so you mentioned your Facebook group and some of your English publications. Can you talk about where people will find you and how they can connect with you on the internet? Well, they could uh, visit uh, our website, www.textilplus.nl. And well, our Facebook page, Instagram uh, account, uh, Twitter account, LinkedIn account, Pinterest also. They all, uh, they all can be found by uh, uh, searching for Textile Plus, so that's easy. Uh, are you interested in, in the, uh, the artist we are having in the weaving issue? Oh yes, absolutely, that would be amazing. Rundal? Mm -hmm. Diedrich Brackens, he's from uh, America. Oh wow, you're going to have Diedrich uh, Brackens yeah. in your weaving yeah. issue? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I love his work. He's phenomenal. Yeah, he's it would be a dream <laughs> to have him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Hannah Waldron mm -hmm. and Terry Friedman. Okay, yeah, I'm actually familiar with Terry Friedman as well. Mm. Yeah, she is. Uh, she is the most uh, loose missile, I'll say. <laughs> 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 but her, her, uh, when one of her works will be on the cover, so we really. Uh, Love the work of Terry Friedman. 
Amazing. It's been wonderful having the both of you on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And before you go, we have one question that we ask everyone that joins. And that is, do you have any advice or words of wisdom to share with weavers and textile enthusiasts? (laughs) (laughs) Who starts? (laughs) I start because I, of course, also used to be a teacher. Um, I think uh, always be yourself. Be experimental. Follow your intuition. Intuition. Don't be afraid. Uh, bridge boundaries. Enjoy. That's the most important. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Lashon, for for uh, having us in this uh, in your podcast. That's a wrap. If you're interested in supporting Textile Plus magazine, you can find links in the show notes at www.justyarn.com slash episode dash 112. Next week on the podcast, I'm speaking with Lisa Shobana. Lisa is a sorry weaver and the author of Yarn Play and Yarn Play at Home. I'm excited to share next week's episode. Thank you for tuning in this week. And until next time, happy weaving. Happy weaving.